transmission, where on modelofcontrol.com gains a voice. So once again, there probably should be an apology first. Sorry, it's been two months since the last time we did this. I can't even blame holidays this year. We can blame nothing except... Nope, nope. Nope, no, nothing at all. Anyway, welcome to Transmission 023. We are continuing the A to Z of Industrial. I'm Adam. I'm Daisy. And we're going to take you through a rather subjective take on <laughs> what is industrial. Uh, I've explained this before, but basically I take it as a wide church. I play songs, Daisy offers her opinions on them, and I'll feed in the gaps along the way. Uh, we are completing the letter N this week and going and doing the letter O as well, because there aren't that many. Exactly. There aren't Two that many. whole letters yeah. today. There aren't that many artists under the letter O, so we can complete that this week. Um... So uh, I guess we should probably get started. Let's get going. Uh, we're starting this week with a new artist under the name of Nature.
That was Nature with uh, I Am from the album Voix, V-O-I-X, or Voix, depending on how you pronounce it. An American artist, so who knows? <laughs> uh, Clarification, know. please, artists. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on Future Now Records, uh, released at the start of this year. Um, there is a reason why I featured that, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about that first before I ask you for your opinion on it. So, I was probably on my list was going to feature Non, which is Boyd Rice, who's one of the industrial pioneers from the West Coast. However... He has lots and lots of questionable views, and there are allega- various allegations of far-right approval of various things, Church huh. of Satan bullshit. I'm not getting involved, and I'm frankly not featuring him. So I decided that instead I would feature an interesting new African-American artist uh, from Cleveland, of all things. Uh, Nature is a guy called Nate Everhart, uh, Everhart who uh, sent me a promo at the start of the year, and it's quite interesting. Um, and he's in a punk band called Packwolf in Cleveland, otherwise, and... This sounds for all the world like really, really cold, cold wave that I might hear at things like the light pours out of me, frankly. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, for, for those who don't know, that's a, a local club night run by some friends of ours. <sighs> yes, and I, I, I really like that album. It's short. It's kind of, interestingly, it sounds like it's covered in dry ice, the entire album. <laughs> and it's like, a, and he's done a couple of other singles since, and it's picked up some attention, and rightly so. Um, but um, I felt that his was a better voice to be showing than some trash from the past. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Didn't didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Thought it was all right. I mean, that's probably <laughs> by this by this stage of twenty three episodes in. That's probably uh, that's probably as good as you're gonna get, guys. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah. So anyway, so that that starts and just a short song. There's quite a few quite long songs this week. Uh, don't worry, I'll be editing some of them down for the when this gets broadcast. <laughs> Luckily, uh, listeners, I don't actually have to listen to the whole of the song. I can at some point say, "Okay, I've heard enough." Which I suspect you're probably going to do with the next song. <laughs> next up, Nurse with Wound.
especially impressed with but that was Nurse with Wound with Yaga Blues that was the edit version of Stereo Wasteland that's actually longer than the album version that comes from Who Can I Turn to Stereo which was on their label United Dairies in 1996 meh meh can't imagine Nurse with Wound would ever really be your bag not really no Uh, one of the longest lived of the British experimental quasi industrial experimental groups started by Stephen Stapleton and a number of others in 1978 so as long lived as I am um, but was basically Stephen Stapleton's solo project from 1982 onwards weirdly enough and a bit of trivia for you one of his original bandmates John Fothergill was closely associated with BBC Children's TV (laughs) for 30 years after he left <laughs> until he retired a few years ago but was basically you know his his name appears quite a few times on BBC Children's stuff I'm sure his name's appeared on Doctor Who stuff at the end. bringing industrial to the kids yeah pretty much um, but um, but yeah I've seen him live a couple of times once with Sun I think <laughs> yeah they were nice and quiet compared to Sun afterwards that was at Coco I think in about 2012 um, 
but yeah, he's not for all tastes and kind of. But there's so much stuff. He's got like 40 albums. I mean, well, he's been around start? for 40 years. Yeah, I know. But most artists release <laughs> something every couple of years. He releases something every other week. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. He's worked with everybody um, and done, I think, a few film soundtracks as well. And it's kind of often goes off in different directions. And you know, we need experimental people. Just not everyone always likes nope. it. Yeah. Indeed. Fine. Right. Let's go for some synth pop. You might actually like this. No, really, you might. <laughs> um, this is Nature of Wires. This 
That was Nature of Wires with Harry's House from their album Modus from last year on Analog Trash. That was alright. I thought you might like that. Um, it's kind of bouncy and lovely old school rave piano through it. Yes, it was a little bit nineties uh, uh, in places. Yeah, just a bit. Um, Vocally, a little bit like Tenek, I thought. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. They kind of are. Um, I, well, I saw them at Beat Cancer, I think, last year. Yeah, I think last year. They were great fun live as well. Um, look, Gary Watts and a group of collaborators. Uh, I believe he's been making music for some decades, but only really came to our attention in the last half a decade or so. And has remixed everyone. There's a remix of Nature of Wires on basically any release you can think of in our scene <laughs> at the moment. Uh, and he's uh, put out a couple of albums and a number of singles, and he's been busy during lockdown by the sound of things with a few more singles too. Um, but it's all kind of punchy electronic synth pop. Um, and a lot of fun so yeah I quite like that yeah. and there's a first uptick from you for the, for yeah. the day yeah. um, well let's continue with the synth poppers we move into the letter O O O O O-M-D indeed
That was OMD, or Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, if you must, with Isotype from The Punishment of Luxury, their last album that came out in 2017, and was up in the top ten of my albums of that year, because it's a phenomenal album. There's a band that's been going for a while. Another 40 years. Because you've got a few vintage acts in this this week's uh, countdown. And also, um, yes, I know they're mainly chart pop and whatever, but their synth pop is incalculably important to other bands. And I've mentioned recently, Metroland take their uh, their name from an OMD song. OMD come from took their inspiration from Kraftwerk and weird geekiness like that song called Isotype, which is about the Austrian school of picture definition that was developed in the 1920s Why and 30s that now makes up most of our most signs and was the rules that were set out to make road signs and the like. Why um, not? But yes, OMD are amazing, and I'm. Very, very sad. I've never had the chance to see them live, but I will make that right once they <laughs> once they play again because they are playing gigs again once the lockdown happens. Assuming apparently. gigs ever are allowed. Yes, quite. Um, but yes, I love OMD. And um, did you? The other trivia to pop here is that Andy McCluskey, of course, was the brains behind Atomic Kitten and wrote and produced <laughs> most of their early songs, and oh. made a fortune from being from creating the band. Needless to say, which of course is probably why they can happily continue making music and doing what they like now yeah funny how many uh um artists you know get get their money from writing pop for other people while happily going on and doing their own thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know omd have never exactly been too far from pop themselves and have a knack with a chorus but you know if you can write a pop band songs otherwise i mean why not and then do what you want elsewhere hey ho uh so um did you ever really like omd much they kind of passed me by. I've got to admit, they—they, you know, they've just always been sort of there in the background of my consciousness, like you know, forever. But I've never really listened to them very much. Huh. I should point you towards Souvenir, their <laughs> recent singles collection, because it's a banger, all forty songs on it. Um, you'll know most of them. That's the weird thing. Um, but anyway, we should move on um, to a, something of a kind of new metal adjacent. Band. Oh dear. Don't worry, I'm not playing that song. Um, This is Orgy. Yeah. 
Ah, new metal. Oh well. Well, Orgy <laughs> did have a fairly industrial leaning element to their sound, considerably more than many of their peers. But that was uh, very uh, of its time. Yes, at which time I should remind everybody that that song, which is the Odyssey off of their second album, Vapor Transmission, that came out in 2000, so that's 20 years old, which makes me feel ancient. New metal was 20 years ago. Yeah, Orgy of course became famous because they were signed to the same label that Korn were on. And, uh, uh, they got and famous because they did that cover of... Um, Blue Monday, yes, that played for everywhere until the end of time because it was, you know... Actually quite fun on the dance floor. Yeah, pretty much, but I kind of, I'm sick and damn tired <laughs> of it and I was determined to play something else and actually I think Vapor Transmission's the better album. Let us never speak of album number three. I never listened to their albums. I literally danced to Blue Monday in clubs sometimes. That was about my connection with Orgy. I did actually go and see them in 2014 in London. I um, couldn't tell you another song that they've done. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, I, I did see them live. They were uh, all right, and they rolled out Blue Monday at the end as if they felt that they had to. They kind of um, did. Yeah, because um, I'm sure I'm not the only person who only knows that. Cover. Yeah, I mean it's basically Jay Gordon and a few other people. I seem to recall now. It's not like actual, you know, the original lineup by any stretch. But you know, band new metal bands are now on the heritage circuit. Yep. Yep, they are. But I should add that. Some of those bands from that scene will be in this because, well, they're kind of adjacent to what we do. Um, <laughs> whether we like it or not, they took a lot of influences out of it and were working with industrial artists at the time, therefore they fit in here. Just um, about. Yeah, pretty much. Um, also an artist from the 90s, actually, although a lot, uh, although he took a break since. Next up, uh, this is Out Out.
that was Out Out with Look Up Hannah off their 2016 album Swan Slash Dive on Artifact Records. The question mark was important, apparently. Uh huh. Uh, that is the work of Mark Allen Miller, who's been around since the early 90s doing various elements of industrial, but has been in something of a prolific spot in the last five years or so. Uh, that album came out just around the time of Trump being elected and was really, really angry. <laughs> um, that song references the speech in The Great Dictator. Uh, look at Panna, etc., etc. But I get the feeling you didn't really like that much. Not massively, no. No. Sorry. No, didn't think so. No. Uh, <laughs> a bit rah. No. No, no, fine. That's another thumbs down from Daisy. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always saying everything's terrible. And, like, yeah, I do actually like some music, and, and I'm not saying that nobody else could like these other things. It's just I don't seem to ever like anything that you play me. Sorry. Uh, there'll be some under P you like. Mm. And there might be one or two left today that you do. Mm. Yeah, except the next one's not going to be one of them. Because mm. next up, is Ogre.
That was Ogre with Water from the album Welt from 2000, although it was actually recorded in about 1995 and apparently was held up with a legal dispute with the record label American Recordings, who were also Skinny Puppy's label at the time, no longer after that. Uh, Way to uh, annoy your, uh, your, your uh, good-selling artist, eh? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Nivek Ogre from Skinny Puppy's kind of solo project with Mark Walk. Um, and that album was weird. It has Roman Dirge um, artwork, so it looked Didn't amazing. everything around that? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, But yes, it's very Roman Dirge artwork as well, his kind of monsters. Uh, and the album is weird and poppy, much more accessible, well ish than skinny puppy that's for sure and certainly at the time um intrigued to see what you thought of that compared to what i mean we'll talk more about skinny puppy i suspect when we get to s Mm -hmm. i mean i'd be pretty surprised if we didn't uh (laughs) Uh, so i'll save my wider thoughts really till then but uh, i didn't hate it as much as i hate skinny puppy i thought that might be the case i'm not saying i liked it Uh but i didn't hate it as much as i hate skinny puppy Fair enough. Um, and, and we'll again, we'll come back to Skinny Puppy, of course. But there's some there's something weird about that album that was a signpost to what post Dwayne Gottel Skinny Puppy would become in being slightly more accessible and slightly less weird um, by Skinny Puppy standards. Anyway, um, perhaps there weren't as many drugs going on after one of the, <laughs> your main synth player dies of a heroin overdose. Yeah, that'll, that'll help you quit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, who knows? But there's certainly there was a signpost there, and I love that album, and I've not actually listened to it in a long time since I listened to this today while researching it. So uh, it was nice to return to it again. Um, but uh, but we should move on. We have a few more songs to come, and uh, next up is a band that we heard at Infest last year, uh, and I will be interviewing one member of such very soon. And hilariously, I've already I've completely forgotten who else we even saw last year at Infest. <laughs> Ah, time has passed. What is time? Uh, This is Ohm Electronic.
was Ohm Electronic with Everything Is Gone off their album Ohm Electronic. They used to be known as Ohm, but there's something like 30 different artists that have been known as Ohm over time, so they sensibly <laughs> decided to change their name. Um, and that was their first album in about six years, because their first album came out some time ago. Um, they played Infest last year to a great reaction. Nice people too. Uh, Craig Huxtable and Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson has been in various acts previously, uh, including Frontline Assembly for some considerable time. Um, and uh, were kind of really knowledgeable people who were just kind of cool to shoot the shit with and chat around about and were made, made a lot of friends at the festival overall. And I'm afraid I remember absolutely nothing about them playing at the festival last year. <sighs> Oops. I don't know. You were probably... Sorry, guys. Um, but they're very much my kind of... Kind yeah, of not very much my sort of thing. Stompy, angry, Canadian industrial, basically. Uh, and we're really kind of a forceful presence live, too. And uh, the new album has lots and lots of political comment. As many bands like that do right now. I mean, I can't think why. <laughs> um, but also, there, there's lots of nods to their past and where they... You know, Vancouver is something of a hotbed for industrial. Uh, and um, there's elements of that, but also them tacking into new areas because you can't just repeat the same idea forever. Well, some people seem to think you can. Well, quite, but gladly not everyone does, Hope, thankfully. So <laughs> um, we're going to stick with Canada, actually, for a few songs now because, oddly enough... I'm covering four separate artists all in order that all come from Canada. And that's mm. not by design either. Um, so we're going to Toronto next for a slightly strange band called Adonis Adonis.
was Needs by Adonis Adonis of the album Post Plague from 2016. Rather malevolent, jagged industrial rock-ish band, that lot, um, who seem to have been gaining quite a bit of traction recently. I'd never even heard of them until about three years ago, and then suddenly everybody was talking about them, and I really quite like them, but your face suggests not your... No. 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 I didn't think so. They have a kind of intensity about them that makes it quite difficult to listen to at points. Um, They have a melody there, but they kind Mm. of put all kinds of nasty samples and vocal shouts and stuff all over it. Um, I didn't like it. No, I didn't think you would somehow. You're probably not going to like what's coming next either. Um, It's my one trip into industrial techno this week, and it's pretty much the masters of the thing. Um, because they've been around for a while. This is Orphix.
That was Orphix with Molten Heart from the 2016 album Pitch Black Mirror that was on hands. Uh, I'm presuming you care not for uh, industrial techno. <laughs> I mean, come on, has there been an artist on hands yet that I've liked? I mean, yeah, but industrial <laughs> techno is really not your bag either. It's really not my bag. No. I um, just, I don't really, I, I'm sure if you're out in a club, it's fun. Um, although not the sort of thing I tend to dance to, but especially just at home, I don't get why you listen to it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm. I've been listening to techno for, God, since I was a teenager. Yeah, I, I think I, you know, and I, I think I've, that's. I've, what, I've yeah. been. I've club. I've been out clubbing and dance to tech proper. I'm not not, not industrial techno. Uh-huh. I've been to dance clubs and dance to, but I just don't get why any type of techno is dan- is listened to at home. It's not really the point, is it? <laughs> No, I guess not. I guess not. Um, but at least Orphix have been doing it, doing industrial techno before it was cool. Um, that Toronto duo have been at it since the late 90s, I think. I mean, they're veterans of the thing. Most people have only been doing it for the last five or six years. Um, and uh, and they've been on a host of labels. They've played everywhere. Everyone like reveres them, and they are really, really good at what they do. But I can appreciate that if you don't really care for the genre, they're going to not do anything for you. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We have one more song this week. Ooh, am I going to like something? You might be quite amused by it. <laughs> oh. Das ist oomph. Das ist ein Bastard. 
was Umph with Gottes Dein Popstar, or God is a Popstar, from their album Glaber Lieber Tot on Gun in 2006. I mean, what is there to say? I, they are what they are, uh, which is fairly ridiculous. Pretty much. Uh, they are, for those who aren't aware of Umph, with an exclamation mark, um, they are a Neue Deutsche Hertha band. Uh, one of the originators of the style. In case you couldn't guess from yeah. hearing it. Uh huh. One of the originators of the style, alongside with Ramstein and others, uh, are a massive live drawer in Germany. Uh, play every festival going, play huge venues, and were due to play their first gig in the UK, I believe, <laughs> in May, which I was really curious of seeing. And sadly, but then gigs aren't a thing anymore. So. No, so we're going to have to wait, and it's been postponed. And however, whenever that will eventually happen. Hopefully it will, because I'd love to see them live. Um, my cohort, Andy, who DJs with me at Rivet, more of which are non, uh, normally plays oomph in one form say, or another. He seems to enjoy playing them. Yes, I mean, he's a German festival goer anyway, and s- certainly knows his stuff with those bands much better than I do. Um, they're not, it's not a scene I'm hugely into. Um, so, yeah, so that's O. Um, oh, O's, well. Yeah, so next up we've got P and... Just looking down my notes, we've got a few weeks' worth of P to get through. So, we might even get it finished before the end of 2020, who knows? <laughs> yeah, quite, quite. Um, so, anyway, so what's been going on? Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, alright, fair enough. Um, uh, we've both had a birthday since the last podcast, I We think. have, happy birthday uh, to happy us. Happy birthday to both of us. Yep. Um, uh, they, I've been, I've been live-streaming a lot, uh, and continue to do so, so coming up... Uh, but after this episode is aired, I'm doing Stormblast on Thursday, if you Date. like your extreme metal, which is the 20th of August, and then R- Rivet is on the 21st, which is next Friday, uh, where me and Andy will bring you... Oh, if you're listening to this late, sorry guys, you missed it. Yeah, look out for the next one. <laughs> uh, and then the following week will be the kind of music you like on the Thursday, which is me digging into my 90s alternative past with some newer stuff besides. And then on the Saturday... Is Stay In Fest. Uh, and look out for God knows what on that. There's well, three there's streams. there's all sorts of stuff announced already. Yeah, um, there's, there's, uh, there's live bands, there's live stream sets, there's DJing. Which bands have been announced so far? Uh, Clack. Uh, which Mr. Is, Kitty, uh, Mr. Kitty, and oh heavens, there's been a couple of others. Yes, I believe the Cassandra Complex are playing. God. I was expecting you to have your notes yeah, ready no. to, to talk about this. No, I didn't have them <laughs> handy. Sorry, um, but yes, go look at infestuk.com. All the details are on there. And there's going to be so there's going to be some live stuff. There's going to be some DJ stuff. And there's there's going to be, be some other stuff that's not announced yet. Over three, as you said, three streams. So who the hell knows? And I think it's all being finished off with, uh, as is traditional for Infest, the cheesy doof wagon making an appearance after the last on the Sunday night. On the Sunday night after it's all and over. And if you want to continue partying all Saturday night, Slime Light's usual Saturday night stream t- picks up at midnight, deliberately straight after Infest, so you can continue partying until the morning. So we'll expect to see some of you uh, online for that, as we're all getting a little bit. Drunk. Yes, basically, um, and uh, and obviously, uh, hopefully, we'll see some of you at twitch.tv slash a model of control next Friday for Rivet from yes. eight pm. Uh, in the meantime, there's nothing sh- else happening, is there? <sighs> not really. No, uh, not really. Um, yeah, basically, that's <laughs> that. I think at the moment, uh, and uh, and we will pick up on this. I promise. Uh, after Infest with another episode and we will try and catch up and post this more often (laughs) we we say this every time I know we do (laughs) but let's try and stick to it right 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can play more music that I like and you don't. Okay. And there will. I can't think of anybody beginning with P that I like, and I can't think of anybody. <clears throat> you know, a band we might have seen quite a few times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, there are some things uh, Daisy does like. Uh, or just she'll just complain about my choice of track. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I have been Adam. I've been Daisy, and complaining thank- as usual. And thank you for listening. This has been Transmission 023, and we'll see you soon. Bye.